Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello Slackers, I hope your eggs are perfectly fried and your Pokemon are currently evolving. My name is Phil Taggart and this is my podcast. It is called the Slacker Podcast. I'm just out of the dentist right now. Um... I think my mouth is still slightly numb, so if I start dribbling on the microphone, you know exactly why that is. The Slacker Podcast, right, every week on it we have a new musical guest sharing with us a very primitive demo of their musical output. Normally, with most artists, it's the bit where they were a little bit shit and then they get better as time goes on. But with some of the artists, it's pretty good from the very, very start. And then after that, we chat absolute nonsense for an extended length of time lots of love to everyone who came to the live slacker gig i put on at the atlantic sessions on the north coast of northern ireland at the weekend it was rammed and the bands were all sick all twins brand new friend susie blue son of the hounds i bow in your infinite talent thank you so much uh for coming and playing Uh, thank you very much to george as well he came up to me while i was djing two three times i can't even remember by the end he bought me shots of buckfast if you know if you don't know what buckfast is then you're probably better off for it to the plus 18 who listen to the podcast who've had um buckfast that stuff that stuff will ruin you i didn't leave my hotel room the next day because i had the world's most skillful hangover and the mad fear as well we have reached the ninth podcast which means there are only seven of these left in series one and to be fair, when I when I kicked it off, I wasn't even sure if we were going to do a series two. But by the reaction that I've been getting from the podcast, um, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. So thanks to everybody who's been listening to it. And yeah, I will be doing a series two um, at the start of next year. Drop a little rate and review of the podcast if you're feeling sound as fuck right now. I would absolutely love that because it helps me out and it just helps get more eyes and ears on the podcast i'm looking at the new Dodie fans as well the ones who are listening to the podcast for the very first time 
if you want to support it and support Dodie and me and the podcast by giving it a little review. Also, follow me at Philly Taggart on Instagram and Twitter and maybe suggest some guests um, to get on the podcast for maybe Series 2 as well. Anyway, I've already let the cat out of the bag. Normally, I like to sort of keep it all hush-hush um, about who we've got on this week, but you all know already. It is Dodie. She is an artist I came across a little while ago while I was working for a company called Vivo. Um, they brought her down to play their stage at The Great Escape, and Dodie brought her ukulele down with her, and I thought she was absolutely brilliant. She's a great songwriter, and you know, in terms of just being an artist and the connection that she has with her fans on social media, on YouTube, she is an absolute dawn, and she has more followers than there are people in Northern Ireland's population. Just let that sink in for a little minute. We talked about a load of different things, and here's a taste of what they were. I personally, like me as a human being, don't want to be a role model because I'm a human. I make mistakes. I fuck up. Um, but I can try and promote outwardly being a good role model and promote my principles. So I kind of have like this weird shell now of like online slash social media slash sharing. And I think that's healthy. It's like mm. a boundary. It's a wall. My life Do goal like is that. definitely to write a musical mm-hmm. and star in it oh god yeah yeah <laughs> or at least just be in it like a little cameo or something i didn't really understand fame or like how people who i thought were famous were actually real i didn't really comprehend it in my head also can i state just before we get into this if i have mixed up any youtuber names on this episode or got something slightly wrong it's not because i've purposely tried to do so it's just because i'm incredibly stupid Okay, just before I get Dodie's fans coming on and at me on Twitter and Instagram because I've got other YouTubers wrong, please just save yourself the time and save me the time as well. Okay, right enough slabbering for me. I just want to do one more thing before we get to the podcast because this week's Slacker podcast is sponsored by The Economist. The Economist magazine is something... I kind of associated with pinstriped city men and women, you know, those sort of people who'd be dialing through to see how their stocks are doing at the moment. They'd be talking about NASDAQ, they'd be talking about Dow Jones, buy low, sell high, graphs, stock indexes. That is legitimately all of the words in business that I know. Um, That's how pretty shit I am at it. But honestly, that's what I thought it was. And since they've reached out and I've been using the subscription that they've sent me, I've realized I've completely got the wrong end of the stick. I mean, this evening when I was getting the train back from London to Brighton, uh, I was like passing the time. And I've been writing a book at the minute, but my head was a little bit fried. So I was like, I need to read something that isn't anything to do with the book that I'm writing. And I got onto The Economist and I was reading an article of all things about Britney Spears' single, Hit Me Baby One More Time. A song I absolutely despised when it came out. But still was fascinated enough to like read a little bit about it because my sister was obsessed with it. But it was undeniably massive, selling over 10 million worldwide. And what I found out from reading that article was that that song was actually offered to Robin, who you might know from releasing an album a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago. It was very recently anyway. And TLC. And I can't hear Robin singing that song. And I can't hear TLC. I can only hear Britney singing that song. Anyway kind of blew my mind that you could read about that sort of stuff in The Economist. So if you want a free copy of The Economist, just text SLACKER to 78070. That is text SLACKER to 78070 and you'll get a free copy of The Economist. 
Okay, here we go. The Slacker Podcast with Dodie. Three, two, one, go. Ladies and gentlemen, people in the cheap seats, <laughs> we give you Dodie. Hello. How's it going? Good. Yeah, it's good. We were just talking about the level of damage that you've got in yeah. your in your phone yeah so many i went through all of my voice memos last night and also some from like my macbook like the little photo booth things because sometimes i'm just playing like on my uke or keys or whatever um and i'm like oh this is good and then i just try and capture it wherever i am on a voice memo or whatever and then i just forget about it because i'm silly and i just went through all of them i was like whoa thanks past me like a ghost of myself. Are you not like scared of looking a little bit mental when you're like humming into your phone? Oh yeah, I do like, that all the time. I'm mad for WhatsApp uh, messages. Uh-huh. I'm just I can't be bothered typing. Uh-huh. So I'll just like hit record yeah. and I'll be sitting in the queue. Like earlier, I was in the queue for Boots and uh-huh. I was like messaging my missus. I was like, oh god, do this and other blah 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 blah. And yeah, people must must think you're mental. Yeah, definitely for sure. But I don't know. Uh, they'll, I'll have like a, a little worm in my ear of whatever it is. I don't know, you know, like a little idea, a little snack. I'm Jiminy like, Cricket. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, oh, if I don't get this now, I'll never remember it. And it's so tough. I watched a um, TED talk once on like creativity and mm. how it kind of like finds you. Like, like it's like floating by, and then you'll walk into it, and then you're like, oh no! Like, and then you have to like capture it, and then it will leave again. Um, and yeah, the moments that that has happened, something has been birthed from it, and then sometimes I just lose it. I don't write songs, but I try. Like I do a lot of different things. So I need, like I, I run a label and stuff, and I have to come up with ideas for this, that, and the other. Anytime I ever sit down to try and come up with an idea, it never works. It's, yeah, it's always yeah. in the shower, in yeah. bed, yeah. or traveling about, looking out a window, and then like you're like boom. So true. All the times I've like sat down to write, I'm like, okay, yeah. let me write. Like if you eventually force yourself, you will get there. But I like. I'd like the other day I sat down and I was like, I've got it. Like I've got an idea and I wrote a song in half a day, which I haven't done in so long. And it was amazing to be like, wow, I can still do that. I thought that was <laughs> dead. I don't know. Sometimes you're like, well, that's it. I'm done. I've done the best that I can in my life and my songwriting career is over and I will never write an easy song again. And then it will come to you. Isn't like, that like the epitome of a good song? One that just lands on your plate? I think so. Like think you don't so. even know where you wrote the, the lyrics of it or, yeah. or where it came from, but yeah. it just appears. There. A you're line like, will literally just pop in your head and come out it's like bleh, you like vomit it out i'm very excited to to, to play this demo oh gosh because <laughs> i i asked your asked your manager josh and i was like listen josh i want like a really early demo because some artists um that we have in the podcast can be a little bit they don't mm. want to completely put themselves out mm-hmm. there we'll, they'll, we'll get a demo that's like a little bit too shiny mm-hmm. and i'm just like right i push as hard as possible going like the shitter yeah, the, the quality the, the better worst, not yeah. the song but like you know this is the first i think recording of an original song that i have i definitely remember past original songs that i can even sing now like little verses that i wrote when i was a teenager but to be honest like my first demo the one to show you like i love that i was 14 when i wrote it yeah. and it's called rain like it's literally the most <laughs> it's the most teenagery title and topic for a song it's perfect. Let's stick it on and have a little listen to it and kick out of it. I'm not going to pick it apart. It feels really mean picking like. I will. <laughs> you so. can. You can. I'm not going to sit and pick some like the first song you ever got. Well, I wouldn't have done that, and I would have put the chorus in. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're gonna gonna hear a little blast of it now. Have you heard it? I listened to a little bit of it, but I like to hear it for the first time properly. Hard to 
control myself. I just wanna scream out loud and show the crowd I'm so angry. This was like Paramore Central. Yeah. I was While it's raining, so I can cry because no one will know if their tears just are from the to... oh, Jesus, that line. I remember thinking of that and being like, genius. <laughs> Are you playing the piano as well? Yes. Pretty, pretty, pretty proficient on the piano. I literally am just playing chords. I literally just recorded it on my keyboard and then pressed play. You never hear infuriating in a song that often, do you? I didn't even think of that. I remember trying to belt that line out. I'm like shouting. I haven't found my voice yet. I don't know, like you're singing it and your piano playing is pretty, pretty decent. Like. <laughs> This is good, like, this is a good chorus. <laughs> it's so good. It is so emo, but like, good emo. Thanks, and then I tried to make, oh god, that middle eight, like, you know, the skies are clearing. Why do people complain? A little tinkly bit. There's nothing wrong with the rain. It washes everything away. Clearing my mind, I'm no longer blind. It's very musical theater. I can see. I could see you on the West End. That's what I wanted more than anything. Hamilton. Oh man, just any any stage, any any musical. I'm gonna come back to that. Oh please. God, Tony, you can't bell. Don't try. <laughs> just stick to what you Did you ever play this live? Yeah. 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 Do you still play it? Would yeah. you ever? Would you ever? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just for fun to bring it back. I wanna hear oh, creepy call at the end. Little arpeggio. Let's give um, past Dodie a round of applause, will <laughs> we? Well done. How old were you uh, when you recorded that? I was. I think I was like uh, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. I yeah. wrote it. I say fourteen. I think I might have been like fifteen. I don't know. It was some some music class. You were a kid, anyway. We? Yeah. I think you know the way when you get diluting juice, you can't drink diluting juice by itself. You have That's to you have, you have to put water oh, in with squash. it, right? Yeah, yeah, squash, right? Um, that is like the diluted version of being a teenager <laughs> with, without the water of adulthood <laughs> so put in on top of so it. So true. It's just like angst. Yeah, <laughs> angst is a drink. <laughs> I think people sort of sometimes kind of forget, like especially when you get older how shit being a teenager actually is because you look back at being a teenager when you're older going ah oh, those were the days I didn't really have to think about anything I didn't have to think about work I didn't have to think about that all I do is turn up to school and you're like going actually your hormones everything is all over the show and you can barely even yeah. begin to like describe it to somebody yeah like I feel a lot now and then at that time everything was just like like turned up to heck oh my gosh I was just yeah, just feeling all the time. And I was so angry. I was so pissed <laughs> off at everything. What were you pissed off about? Can you remember what you wrote that song oh, about? Oh, just 
parents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like being told off and like I think I was grounded at that time because I went over my phone bill. Um, so I was talking to a boy. Um, I think I went fifty pounds over my phone bill. Shit! I know it was really bad. Fifty quid. Where was he, Where did he dad? live? Brazil? No, we just spent hours and hours and hours on the phone. I didn't know anything about co- my contract or anything. My dad was yeah, just yeah, in control of it, yeah. so he was like. Also, I don't think he really liked the boy I was talking to. So he like. Of course, he didn't. He was charging costing fifty quid. <laughs> so he was like, "You're grounded." Also, I was doing my GCSEs at the time. Yeah. Um. So my dad was just like, "Right, that's it. You're grounded for like the whole of summer." And I was like, "No." Just no, after doing the GCSEs, that is before doing my GCSEs because oh, right, okay. I had to revise. So it was like yeah. kind of like that's grounded fine. because of the punishment slash you have to revise anyway. You weren't going out anyway, so it's fine. Uh, I know, but I wanted to. My friends what? would be like, "Well, like make a healthy balance, like revise and then go out." And I'm like, "You don't understand. I'm not allowed." I'm so angry. Oh god, sorry, that's <laughs> when, peaking. When when I was a kid, like when I was a teenager, I used to sit and chat like with my girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. uh, on the phone for like two, three hours, and I and. I have no idea what the hell we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the phone would just oh, be there yeah. and you'd be watching TV and you'd be like, oh, what's your mum doing now? Oh, my God. Oh, my dad just walked in the room. <laughs> like, what oh do you have God. to talk about? What a loser. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, mum, mum told me to get off the phone. That's so her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, no, I think I've got like a, 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 gra- a, a grab, a grab, a grab. Grip? A grasp, a grasp, grasp. <laughs> there we go. We almost a got grip, there. A grip, grip. <laughs> it's been a long day for me today. <laughs> I also had like a head injury about three, two or three yeah. days ago, and I've, I'm sporting a, a very big black eye at the moment. So I, it's I, not that bad. It's pretty bad. It's not that. We bad. are recording this on Halloween um, day, so thirty first of October. So I'm just telling people I painted this on because oh, I want cool. I want to look like a bruiser. You're you're dressed like proper Halloween. I know. As well. I I dressed so special for the occasion. Um. So like I don't really know what. To, like obviously I call, call you Dodie, but Dodie's not your real name. Um, is it or is it your real name? Everyone has always called me Dodie. Ever since f- when? Uh, since I was born, like whatever. But like, um, aside from one time, so my full name is Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was only ever called that, you know, when you're told off or whatever. But I'm making Dorothy my Clark, get down these stairs right now. You've been chatting the boys. <laughs> Fifty pounds. Sound like my parents were really straight though when that was yeah. But um, yeah. So the only time I was called Dorothy was when I moved to Bath for like six months, and I was so sick of introducing myself as Dodie because no one understands it when they don't know you. Like you say Dodie and they're like Jody. You're like Dodie. They're like Jody. What? I'm Bo- like Bodie. Dodie with a D, Jody. I'm like, no. So I was like, that's it. <laughs> I remember the person asking me, they were like, what's your name? And I was like, Dorothy. Ken. <laughs> Bob. Yeah, yeah. Um so I was Dorothy for like six months and everyone knew me as Dorothy, which was, was that really when you cool. was that when you went to uni? No, I no? didn't go to uni. I just moved away from home because I was I don't I don't know. I was ugh. It was a mess. It was the worst six months of my life. Yeah. I like developed depression and uh-huh. yeah, it was just not Sometimes fun. getting away from it. Yeah. Trying to get away from it and then ideas like Develop- you get back. Yeah. I was confused because school had ended. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was also in a not very healthy relationship and he was in Bath. So I was like, I guess I'll move away because that's what people do when they finish yeah. school. So I moved like across the country, had no friends. It was winter. I was in a bad relationship. Oh my God, this sucks. And there was like some family shit going down and yeah, basically developed depression and it was horrible <laughs> do you know what that that, that, that uh, that's a Molotov cocktail for, for, sa- for sadness right the there the petri dish of mental illness it was so bad but and then yeah uh, like I, th- I, I I see from your videos you've 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 bested it mm-hmm. yeah I mean what else can you do I've like it's so interesting I never thought I'd be the kind of person to ever have 
mental health issues because I was the happiest down, aside from that song. I was like angry, but like I didn't really know what mental health issues were. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, you can just you know go outside and eat a lollipop and you'll feel so much better. I'll never have mental illness. And then when it happened to me and that door opened, it was like discovering a whole new world. I didn't know that this was life. I don't know. It just it taught me so it's much. It's like opening the door to another dimension. Yeah, that you yeah. didn't even know exists. Yeah, like, I've, I didn't I've know had, my brain could do this. I've had like anxiety and panic attacks since I was mm-hmm. like eighteen. Oh, I, remember, I, I think I got my first one just around my first A level, mm. and then it just it's like it comes and goes in yeah. little waves, and it still comes and goes to a certain degree. But yeah. like it's one of those things that you probably with some people doesn't go away like with me it doesn't really go away but you learn how to deal with yeah, it for sure. and then when it comes on it's not a big scary thing anymore yeah it used to be the fucking monster yeah. at the end of your bed and now you see it and you're just like oh get there out of my way again. yeah just, you like, learn to kind over. of recognize it and i think that's so helpful because when you first have it and you're first like carrying this stuff around with you you're like this is the biggest thing in the world and i will never ever be able to live with this or overcome it then, or I'm never going to get better is the, yeah. is the main thing. Especially when you feel low, you're like, yeah. this is never going to change. And, and it does, that, it yeah. always does. And people say you don't really get over it, you learn to live with it. That sounds terrible because you're like, well, I don't want to live like that. But then you kind of learn, like, I don't know, it's, it's not as scary as you think to be like, yeah. you learn to live with it. It's more like you learn to live alongside it. And it's, it's it, you know, there are... I try and say that there are benefits from having it. Like I've got a tattooed quote that says a bit of madness is key. And I think that can come mm. across as glorifying it sometimes. Like people are like, Don't fucking, you know, put this special special magical trait on depression. I'm like, well, you fucking have to. Otherwise you're going to go mad. And, I, and also like somebody can't tell you how you deal with you. Like Damn right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Damn but, right. But it's the same. Like uh, like I, because I've had uh, like generalized anxiety and all the rest of it, like, um, there are lots of bad things with it, but at the same of time, there are. at the same time, Shit. <laughs> I, I like I spend a lot of like nights like thinking stuff, and I have like the good thoughts, and so I come up with ideas for yeah, like this podcast or book or like starting a record label, mm-hmm. and I overthink things to a certain degree mm-hmm. where it's actually beneficial for me. So I overthink to a pro- point where I'm like going, actually, this is exactly what I want to yeah. do. Boom, 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 boom. You have to find the benefits, otherwise, it's just going to eat you alive. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. Um, I want to go back to your first musical love. Oh yeah, like this is this is my shit. Like I I, I, I like talk- <laughs> oh me too. I love talking. About I, I like talking about this stuff because when I hear other people talk about it, it makes me feel better. It makes mm. me feel less mental. So true. It can feel so big in your brain. And then you talk about it with someone else. You're like, oh my gosh. I didn't speak to anybody about it for three years. I thought I like thought I was losing my head. Like I thought oh. I was going like schizo- schizophrenic. Yeah. I'd like, like diagnose myself with about six different things. Oh, damn. And it just turned out like I've just had anxiety all the time when, mm. and this is when I was like 18 and when I was 18 nobody talked about it mm. it's like the old olden that days that sucks yeah I think it's definitely more like talked about now thankfully your first music a love what was it oh my god um I yeah I was such a musical fan still am I loved Wicked I loved Chicago I loved West Side Story uh-huh. I loved the producers um what else did I love so like you, you can't like you Grow up, grew up in and around London, so you've kind of had access to all yes. of those like big, yeah. big shows. My like family nights out or like birthdays, I'd be taken to see a musical, and I would amazing or like a show of some kind. And sometimes they'd put like they'd like do confetti from the ceiling, and I'd 
collect them and like <laughs> keep them with me and be like, this night was amazing. I will remember this confetti for the rest of my yeah. life. And you see it in a couple of years time, you're like, oh, what the well, fuck is I that? Know. Get in the bin. <laughs> well, I did actually have like a box of memories that I burn ceremony I don't know it was like a market. I don't know I'm very dramatic you're, you're, you're dressed like that. a witch at the minute as well you're talking about burning things ceremoniously like I'm, this better go the right way or otherwise I'm getting the hex bit on me by the end of the podcast um, uh, but like can you see can you see yourself like would you would you like to like get up and do so um, it is all I've ever wanted surely um, where you're at in your career right now that like you could yeah my life goal like is that. definitely to write a musical mm-hmm. and star in it oh god yeah yeah <laughs> or at least just be in it like a little cameo or something but i definitely want to be in it. i just i don't know when i was younger it was all i wanted to do i definitely wanted to be on the west end and my plan was to go to drama school and then when i ended school obviously i had like different people telling me to do academic things yeah. and i didn't know what i was doing so i took a quote quote gap year what, what would your, your academic thing have been if you had gone down that route um I don't know. I just don't know. I didn't yeah. know what the fuck to do because everyone was like, you must go to uni and you get a degree. You have to do this. If you Otherwise don't get your A-levels, work. you yeah. will die. Yeah, right? Like <laughs> my mom was like, you'll be in a cardboard box or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, just no one really knew what they were talking about. No mm-hmm. one really knew what a degree was. And like some people were saying like, you'll never use your degree. And some people were saying, if you never, if you don't get a degree, then you'll never work ever and you'll be poor your whole life. And like my family was kind of like poor growing up. So I was like, oh, shit, 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 I can't make the same mistakes. Um, so then I just panicked and didn't do anything and did YouTube on the side. And thankfully, I, it, didn't, it didn't work out for you. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> just five subscribers, mm-hmm. your mom, your yeah, dad, in a, box. a couple of fake profiles that you set up yeah. <laughs> to boost it. Yeah. But like, honestly, I mean, that it, happened at first. It, yeah. Like, yeah, well, like it, it, you, you had like a, a, a YouTube channel. Um, at the very beginning, before the one that you've got now, didn't you? Oh, um, oh, daughters god. five. Oh, we have to talk about that. Oh god, that could be my first demo. I've got a song of me and my um best friend at the time singing a song. Oh jeez, oh no. Because <laughs> I, I I did some research and I was like, right, I've got I've got to I've got to go back watch some videos. That I've got I've got to like I've got to like read all the interviews and stuff. Oh, that's what I do. Like I've got to do some research, mm-hmm. and um. Like it looked like everything was shot on like the the world's <laughs> worst or first a flip, fucking potato. flip camera phone. Yeah, it was it was a Sony Ericsson like little brick phone. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. Like me and my best friend would just film. I'd film everything all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I just didn't put it online. I just carried around a little pocket camera and filmed everything because I was obsessed with life. I just loved like recording my favorite days and then watching them back in bed, which is kind of funny because I guess it's what I still do now. Yeah. Um. And yeah, at that time, Dodders Five was just a joke account. I remember uploading a video of me and my best friend and like us giggling and just doing silly shit. And I put it online. And I was like staring at the screen, like it was like seeing myself on TV. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, I'm, I'm there." I live on this <laughs> website, and like the slogan at the time was like "Broadcast yourself." And I was like, "I can do that," and I did it. And yeah. then like obviously, no one ever but saw that's, it. That's that's really common. Like me and my sister used to put on um like our now sixty five or now a uh-huh. million and five or whatever number it was. We used to put that on, get to the, like the old school camera yes. out on a tripod, yes, that's what and we used to, used to dance and lip sync to it. Yes. But like, thank the Lord, <laughs> this was pre YouTube, yeah, because I couldn't live with them videos being up now. Yeah, Sur- yeah. surely, like, is there ever a part of you is going? Maybe I'll just delete that because I, like, I don't know. I, I would be like, yeah. Oh God, I'm so painful. <laughs> like, there's videos of me break dancing when I was like. <gasps> 
Oh, the world has 14. to see that. I that hope. Can't. But don't you? I don't know. I think it's kind of charming in a way. I think yeah, I think sweet. that's just for me. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I don't know. But like, you, yeah, you've like grown up on on sort of broadcasting yourself, really. Mm-hmm. Like, what ten, nine, ten years now of oh, YouTube. God. Wait. No. It'd be nine, right? Yeah, maybe like eight. I'd say eight years yeah. of YouTube. And um, so like you, you're very like you were doing what people are doing now. People are doing a lot now before anybody else really was. Mm-hmm. Like I think the only person that when I was thinking about this the other day, I was like the only other person I can remember that really embraced YouTube at that age and like really kicked off was the Bieber thing. Oh yeah, I mean I don't really know his story because to my knowledge it was just him. Like someone filmed him on a phone or something. Yeah, like yeah, it was him singing, and then like Usher saw saw him, and uh, right. then it sort of kicked off from there. But that was around about the same time, because mm-hmm. like you were about the same age really? as, as well. Yeah, I, this is it. When you go down the wormhole of like uh, of like uh, researching and stuff, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, and the year was nineteen seventy four. It was a dark night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but like uh, yeah, putting yourself out there. When, at what point did you start like going? I'm going to take this really seriously. The production standard's going to get really good. I'm going to like uh, going to put my music out there because it's not the way a lot of people go about releasing music. Most people mm-hmm. just ham it up anywhere mm-hmm. online and hope for the best mm-hmm. um well i was like i was a fan of youtube like youtubers um and i was like well what can i do i don't really who, i don't know who were the originals like who were the people oh were i used to of? watch um shane dawson is still around um he does like these like weird um like uh documentary style videos now it's really mm. interesting watching everyone kind of like up their production level i think it's kind of Developed, watching yeah. like tv develop but like because it started with just everyone in their room um, i used to watch Shane Dawson. i used to watch um the fine bros who are still around again i used to watch a youtuber called charlie charlie is so cool like he was actually the guy who um inspired me to start playing ukulele which is so weird because so many people are like you are the person who inspired me to start ukulele, and I'm like, it wasn't me. Like, I'm not original. I was just copying someone else. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's how that's how it works. Like, yeah. everybody copies somebody else and puts yeah. their own spin on it, uh-huh. and that inspires somebody else. I'd say you've probably sold thousands of ukuleles and not even known it. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's yeah, so weird. Pe- people will be like, okay, I want a ukulele now. Everyone, oh gosh, I've i like my my um my missus's dad made me a ukulele and i learned how to play george Fornby when oh, i'm cleaning windows when on I'm it cleaning windows. <laughs> yeah i don't know if i can play that so yeah so so is like piano their first love then because obviously the, the demo that we heard was the mm-hmm. was on the piano yeah which is weird because i'm not actually that good at it but um yes i got given a school keyboard to like practice on i don't really know why um and it was did you just steal it from the school yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> they never asked for it back, i was, so I was given like, it Smart now. um and i'm wanted i yeah i would like play different notes and like realize which one sounded best so like i learned harmony by like um playing like g c and e which is like a C major chord, and like da 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 sounded like chitty bang bang, and mm. then like chitty bang, which is a fourth, and then chitty bang bang is a major third, and then like chitty bang bang, chitty bang bang mm. is a minor third. So then I like, I didn't know, have the language for it yet, but I like learned harmony and like learned chords just like playing a keyboard. And then obviously all the notes are in front of you, you can just see what you're playing. So yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, helpful. And then you were like, right, I'm going to put this up, I'm going to share it with the world. And, mm-hmm. and when did it start like kicking off? I mean, um, like, did you, did you have to put loads of videos up? Like, did you have to, like, really try? Honestly, yeah. I had, I was stuck on about 67 subscribers for maybe, like, a year. 
Um, I had like one fan who knew, like literally one fan. I think their name was Carlton Johnson. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And they're still around, which is wild. Yeah. I need to find them again. Um, and like, yeah, I just like upload willy nilly and like no one would ever watch. And then I entered a competition from these bigger YouTubers called Retin Link, who now have their own show. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and their competition was to cover a song. And if you won, then you'd win like a poster that was in their video. And I was like, whoa, Hetty. Which was my little sister. Yeah. Was my little sister. Um, I was like, I know, I'll steal her, get the cute factor in. <laughs> and also, I'll, I'll do some harmony. Come, like, come here, you. Literally, You're I was like, come me. on, I need you. Yeah. Use your cuteness. Um, and also, I tried adding lots of harmony because I wanted to, to impress them. Um, so was your um, sister singing in it as well? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your, so is your sister a musician too? Or oh, like... yes. She's all grown up now and she sings. Like, her voice is like way better than mine. Way better than mine. And, and she got her own of... channel too? She does. She yeah. doesn't really post that much. She doesn't really care much for YouTube. She's an artist. She draws. She's just so talented. It's so weird to see. What is going on with your family? Like, I don't know. <laughs> seriously creative family? <laughs> well, I mean, Hedy in particular is like, like she's just insanely talented. She's actually going to be designing some stuff for me um later which is just really handy but yeah like she writes songs as well which is it's weird because she's get your not... dad to drive the tour bus <laughs> get your... oh gosh no <laughs> that would be all a disaster but um yeah wait what was i saying oh yeah so like um so we covered this song and um they shouted us out on their channel which sent over about maybe like 400 people or 600 wow people. right okay and I was like, oh my God, I do it. Like, I'm I famous. have. I know. I was literally like, yeah. I've broken the line of fame, which it felt like a big line in my head that uh-huh. I would never ever push through to. And the fact that I, like, they said my name in a video, I was like, what? And it kind of, like, shifted my world again. It was like, what is this? Like, I didn't really understand fame or, like, how people who I thought were famous were actually real. I didn't really comprehend it in my head. Yeah, I always, thought, I always felt like when I was younger that famous people were kind of like aliens. Like, yeah. That, that they weren't one of us. That mm-hmm. they were like almost like in Lord of the Rings or like yeah. bread. They're like characters. They honestly yeah. lived in the same place in my brain as like characters on shows uh, and, and TV stuff. shows and stuff. Yeah. So like you were probably closer to the people that are fans of you now. Like, you know, like, like sort of like the people who watch you going how the hell do I do that? Yeah. And then it kind of like, did it slowly happen or did it fast? Did it happen fast? Um, so there was that video and then I wrote a song about <laughs> the YouTuber that I watched called Charlie. It was basically a love song. It was so embarrassing, but bless him. His mum found it and was like... His mum, hold on. His mum found a love song that you'd written about him. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, what did she say? She was like... Get away from my boy. No, she was like, I will show Charlie this. And she did. And I bet she was like, go on, Charlie. Like, please comment something nice. Like, she's clearly such... He's a big fan. And he was yeah. like, all right, mom. I don't even know if that's how it happened, but it kind of felt like it. So he was like, hey, um... Because the, the song was all about fame and it was like, you'll never remember me. It was so cheesy. Oh, my God. Um, and he was like, I'll definitely remember you now. I think he was just trying to make me feel better. Yeah. And back in the day on YouTube, when a YouTuber commented on your video it would like pop in their subscribers feeds sure so i remember just my like comments going like they were just arriving i was like oh my god oh my god i feel so famous it was wild i was just refreshing my page the whole night i was just screaming around my house i got up to a thousand and i was like this is it and then once you have like that little base i just kept posting kept talking to my audience and like they were kind of living it with me because i was like uh-huh. this is crazy you're all here yeah, and they were like we know this is crazy so when the numbers go up to like five thousand ten thousand a hundred thousand it's like because they're the fan base that were there at the very beginning they're, they're living that life with you mm. but that's what youtube 
YouTubers is all about mm-hmm. is is about you living somebody else's life with them and, and taking in the parts of that. And that's why I, like I find when I watch YouTube videos that, that it's refreshing to see how people are so open with mm-hmm. everything, the shit bits, the mm-hmm. good bits, all the rest of it. Yes. You don't really get that anywhere else. Yeah. I have since learned, like being online for so long, well, it feels like a long time, not as long as most people, but, or some people. Anyway, um, I have learned boundaries. I think there was a time when I thought it was best to be as honest and as open as possible about everything. Yeah, and yeah. if you weren't, then you were not being authentic, which is like a really judgy way to look uh-huh. at it. And then I <laughs> back to mental health, developed mental health issues, mm. and my truth kind of got skewed, and I didn't really know what I was saying or what was right, what was wrong. Were you posting videos like during your depression? Yeah, and I was talking about it as well, which on one hand I think is kind of cool and helpful because you got to see where I was like in action like that bad and it's interesting and obviously again people can relate and like people feel not alone but also not the most when you're depressed the literal number one symptom is hopelessness and I was like despairing and like saying all this shit that I shouldn't have said online (laughs) I I remember um like I posted on snapchat being like I just don't like what is the point I just I'm so sad at all every day I haven't had a good day once Uh my friend Zana messaged me and was like what are you doing you have like young girls watching you like your sister watches your stories what are you doing and I was like oh shit well at first head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I was like, fuck you, you don't understand, I'm so depressed. And then I was like, oh shit, yeah. Um, that's, the pro- that's the problem about giving every sec- second bit of yourself to online. Like, it, you mm-hmm. kind of forget that, especially if you're coming up a very organic way, you kind of forget that you're a role model then. Yeah. And then once you sort of realise that, I'd say that's when the boundaries kind of kicked yeah. in, right? It's tough, I don't want to... I personally, like me as a human being, don't want to be a role model because I'm a human. I make mistakes. I fuck up. Um, but I can try and promote outwardly being a good role model and promote my principles. So I kind of have like this weird shell now of like online slash social media slash sharing. And I think that's healthy. It's like mm. a boundary. It's a wall. 
and I think that's good. And though it is kind of sad that I'll never be completely, completely open, I recognise that that was actually kind of unhealthy and this is much better. Congratulations, you have made it halfway through the Slacker podcast. Slap yourself on the back. Don't slap yourself too hard. You don't want to fall out of yourself and start giving yourself black eyes. If you've been enjoying the podcast in particular, then maybe you would like to go back and listen to the Wolf Alice podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to the Declan McKenna podcast. They were the ones that I would suggest for the Doty fans who have just come on um, and listened to this one as their first one. Both of them were pretty fun. And also, look, normally at the halfway point, I like to tell you what I'm up to. Flog some merch, flog some tickets, see what's going. And this week, all I want to say is, if you want to hear me on the radio playing records, then you should go and listen to my show on the BBC. I do a show on BBC Radio 1 called The Chillest Show, which is all sort of beatless and weightless and beautifully sculpted because we spend so much time on it every week. Just really, really mellow records. Uh, And that's on a Sunday at 7pm. Or you can go on to the Hype Chart, which is like 60 minutes of me screaming about the best new music about. And you can get them on a brand new app, which is called BBC Science. Okay, right. Swimming caps back on. Straighten your back. Yeah, straight. Straighter. 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 Okay, time to dive back into the second half of the podcast with Dodie. When it comes to like music and um, your love of just just music, like who mm-hmm. was the first artist that you really liked? Um, my dad used to play me Beatles. Um, like sitting on like the bottom of the bunk bed. I was on the top. My brother mm-hmm. was on the bottom. He'd like sit and strum on his guitar. Oh right, so he was a musician night. as well. Yeah. Yeah. you know he'd yeah. play guitar and like he got me he um he was he like didn't force me that's not a very good word but like encouraged me to learn <laughs> yeah, clarinet yeah, which is how i learned like theory and stuff uh-huh. um so he's like very passionate about music so beatles like pink floyd um which might have been a bit <laughs> damaging for my seven-year-old ears like, yeah it's a bit gnarly yeah there's that song Isn't that's like is careful, it time or something careful with that axe eugene <laughs> there's a pink floyd track oh, which God. is insane oh, happy halloween everybody um and <laughs> uh yeah yeah but like pink floyd and beatles pink is beatles. proper dad music but i yeah, mean yeah cb wonder elo like that was what i was brought up there is on. worse bands to get into yeah than the beatles i mean like they're, oh, yeah. they're kind of are the beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, they're of like a pop writing. Like they're like many bands. Like <laughs> you know, they don't have like a specific sound. They just develop, and yeah, I love them. What about like the the those like artists that you would bleed for? That you would be like, oh my god, I love this artist so much. I can't do without you. Like <laughs> like you, I'm sure you um, like were like crazy fan over a couple of people. I was that about Demi Lovato, which is very strange. How, but like, how long has Demi Lovato been going for? She actually was on YouTube. She'd post videos of her and her best friend at the time. Um, so I think that kind of like helped my like obsession with her because I felt like I was getting an insight into her life as well. When yeah. I w- wasn't really, I didn't know anything about her, but I thought I did. Um, and like she kind of made similar, she was a fan of Paramore and Hayley Williams as well, which I also at the time was obsessing about. Yeah. So I just loved her and like her kind of rocky, like poppy style music. Were you part of like fandoms and things like that? Um, 
I guess... Were you street team? Were you Demi Lovato London street team? <laughs> I tried to be. I made a Facebook account once called Demi Rocks My Socks with X's <laughs> because I wanted to join a live stream and I was like typing in the... It was the Jonas Brothers chat. <laughs> and every time you type in it and post in it, it would appear there on your wall. And every like year when it comes around, you know, those Facebook memory things. Oh, God, yeah. I've it's like, a couple of this was you like six years ago and it's just me like in the Jonas Brothers chat being like, Demi, I love you. <laughs> so I was like, but, oh, I should probably make a fake isn't it weird like how, how different you are now to, to, to what you were like oh my god you're, what, are you 23 miles now? apart yeah 23, 23 yeah. the difference between 23 and 16 yes is nothing in terms of your whole life right if you think about it right mm-hmm. seven years mm-hmm. but holy shit the person you are at 23 I... and the person you are at 16 like when you're 23 yeah. you're closer to what you will be like at 30 mm-hmm. the, the, and that's a, the, the same gap do you, oh my god yeah. do you know and I feel that I'm so happy about my age I'm so comfortable about my age and where I am and who I am I feel like there's I always say this there's like a giant line in my life I feel like someone's like drawn a line on the time of my life because there were a few things that happened around the age of like 17 18 that like I mean it's trauma really um and that kind of like changed me and I learned so many things from it and I just feel like a completely different person when you um think about like you as like a Demi Lovato fan mm-hmm. back at, like when you were sixteen, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the fans that you've got now? Because like you like legitimately have got an army. Yeah, <laughs> you could start an army tomorrow. Uh-huh. You could be like the next dictator if you wanted uh-huh. to be. Because like you've got what like a million followers on Twitter. Uh, how many subscribers you got on YouTube? I don't know. A lot. A million and a bit. But yeah, you've Maybe. got a lot. Yeah. So like, how do you feel about? those people knowing that you yeah. used to do the same thing it's so interesting i think sometimes i can get infuriated because i recognize my younger self in them uh-huh. and i'm like whoa there she is oh and then i'm like i feel so protective i'm like oh my god oh my god they're all just like younger me's it's so strange it's so interesting like the other day a girl tweeted me being like and I usually don't respond to people asking me for advice because I'm like I'm not your therapist like go like I'm, I try and like give so, out like sometimes help. you have to like go make your own mistakes don't yeah you? exactly and like talk to your friends talk to people you know um but she messaged me and she was oh she tweeted me being like I'm like meeting my boyfriend for the first time I'm so nervous what do I do How are you meeting your boyfriend for the first time I guess they like talked online or something I don't I'm know so I totally <laughs> I, I like I totally get it like I remember this first date that I went on and it was so awkward and embarrassing it was like one of the most pinnacle moments in my life and I was like oh my god I just want to like gift some like wisdom to like basically teenage me I was like I'm going to talk to her so I do and it's so fun Uh yeah I just love them because they're all so passionate and dramatic and creative (laughs) and just like me can you walk can you walk down the street without getting recognized because I like I know when you're when you're on traditional tv Right, you know, like I'm talking not even just old school, talking up until today. If you get broadcast on something fairly commercial, like the the voice or X Factor or something that like is a sort of terrestrial channel one, two, three, four, blah, blah, you can't walk down the street anymore because people be like, oh, that's such and such from TV. But obviously, with YouTube now, like kids do not give a shit about TV. They don't give a shit about who's TV presenters. They don't give a shit about who's on TV. Uh-huh. They give a shit about YouTubers. Uh-huh. Um, I definitely get recognized a lot. Um, walking down the street is fine. Yeah, I, um, you know, I don't get stopped that much. I might see the odd person 
on a train or like in a shop. If I like go to Urban Outfitters, I might do a friggin' meet and greet. Like you know, like yeah, people yeah, yeah. just recognize me there. Of course, uh, especially at like Thorpe Park or like Disneyland, it is kind so of. So basically, like, you have to go born old like grown yeah, up places yeah. like like the like DVLA to yeah. like get your car sorted or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you know, yeah, nobody like, will know you're there. Like, it's like you know a lot of famous people go to like LA where like you know it, it's absolutely fine. You can walk down the street. Uh-huh. Just just go to like. Like an accountancy firm yeah, and just right. walk around with I'm impunity. Pretty, no, absolutely I really don't get recognized that much. And when I do, my God, it's just so lovely. Like, it's so interesting because I, I think the youngest people are the loudest, like I am was. Um, but like, it, it's interesting to like go to a coffee shop and then like, uh, like I call them uni girls. They they're, cause they're like really cool. They wear like, I yeah. don't know, like, um, col- what are they called like collots and like hats and like they wear glasses and they look up from their like laptop or book or whatever and they're like Jody, oh I love your music and I'm like that's you're cool. so cool <laughs> thank you can we be friends <laughs> yeah I know I'm always like I, that's definitely happened sometimes I've been like yeah. let's hang out let's get tea and I have yeah nice that's well that's, that's what like those meet and greets are all about isn't it like I, I know um uh, a fella called Bry who I'm sure you yeah. know as well mm-hmm. and um Bry was talking because like I, I'm probably like last generation of like growing up kind of not with youtubers at all mm-hmm. um and a friend of mine jerry uh played guitar in bryce band jerry yeah, yeah, i love he's, jerry he's uh, mad we used to play in bands together back in ah back that's in Ireland. amazing yeah we're very good friends jerry. and um yeah i talked with him i, I with him was talking to bry about the meet and greets and he was talking about how oh, so much to say he, he would le- legitimately just go i'm gonna come to australia and he would do it off of going for a meet and greet. So he would basically go and play in a park. Yeah. Being able to go straight to fan. Uh-huh. And if you've got a CD or, or like a merchandise or whatever, mm-hmm. you can sell it straight to people. I, I used to do a lot more like meet and greets. Like I used to, I don't know, I felt principled about it because I was so obsessed with people when I was younger and I desperately wanted to meet them and touch them and uh-huh. like see that they were real. Because I remember meeting people who I was a fan of and I'd literally look at their skin and be like, oh my God, you're real, you're human. <laughs> Don't touch me. It was so strange, <laughs> I know. Um, whereas now, like I've done so many, I've met so many people and after about half an hour of meeting people, I go mad like i just yeah, go mad you just so can't fair. i wrote a song about it so from my next um it's called burned out um and it's basically just like you can't give that much to everyone constantly all the time yeah. like someone will come up to you and be like so happy and so excited and then like they're touching you and i'm like blah, blah, uh this is a lot but i'm trying to give you as much as possible and you're so happy then someone will come up to you and share with you something that happened to them That's and how really they deep. listen to your music. Mm. Like, I don't know, their parents have died or something and it yeah. hits you and I'm like, oh my God, I'm taking that in. I'm taking that on that so much and I might even cry. Then they'll leave and someone else will bound up to me and I'm just not ready to do, like to give back again. Yeah. It's just so much. It's so much and it will, it does destroy me. It's, it's a great feeling that like people take that oh, yeah. away from your music yeah but yeah i'm sure like it could be a bit of a roller coaster can't yeah. it? but we're talking when we're talking about meet and greets i just want to sort of point out to some people who might not know like, like we're not talking about these meet and greets that people do where they like, charge you like 250 quid oh, to yeah. go stand beside them yeah which <laughs> are actually like horrible that's weird to really me. really horrible. Some, i don't want to judge but which I is the best one i saw the avril levine meet oh, and greets. holy shit <laughs> There, Where they're like a meter apart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. she, I think she did meet and greets. Like, I'm not going to say, because I, I don't know how much uh, she was charging for it, because uh, God knows, and I don't want to get sued. But all I know is that, like, 
she's standing there and yeah. she's got her hands down. Yeah. And I mean, Avril Lavigne at the best of times looks like she doesn't want to be there anyway. Yeah. And she definitely doesn't want to be there. There's somebody standing like right oh, about, about a meter and a half away. Whose decision that was? It's not really oh. fair to put her in that. She didn't want to be there. <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah, it's just like, who is that aren't good you, for? Aren't you is rich that... enough? Like, Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't want to say anything because I don't know the story behind no, it. Like, no, it okay. might not. It probably wasn't her decision. I don't know. I'm guessing. Um, but <laughs> although, have you listened to any of your songs? It's so bad. I'm so sorry. Oh, I feel no. really bad. I don't want to bitch about anyone because I'm no, so No, no, please do. Like, okay. I'm, I, I, like, I spend most of my life bitching about music <laughs> anyway like that's, that's a, fine like, I don't know I'm just like I'm, I don't know I'm gonna jump into some of the questions that we've got on Twitter Amelia Ann says out of all the songs she has written you uh, which one is the one that you're most attached to emotionally by the way this is the first time I've done Twitter questions as well I've kind of felt you've got a big army they want to ask questions I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be their vehicle <laughs> well thank you Amelia um, oh gosh attached to I would say I have a song called um, When, uh, which is, I think it's on my first EP and on YouTube. Um, and it's about that feeling of like asking when is it going to be okay again? Back to me mentally ill. I'm always talking about that. Um, but yeah, I just remember like I was so confused and so lost. I felt really spaced out all the time and I didn't know why. I couldn't. I just couldn't handle it. And I think this was the first piece of proof that I had that you can make something beautiful out of something really painful. Um, so every time I play it, I, I just feel so sorry for myself. Um, but also really proud of myself that I've like got through it. Are there misconceptions about you as an artist or a musician because of the route that you've gone down with, like mm-hmm. with YouTube and stuff? Because it's not traditional. No. Which I quite like because I don't think that anything is you can't be traditional now yeah. in, in the way you approach anything but like do people thumb their noses and go oh yeah. you're a youtuber or whatever yeah. how, how dare you yeah do you know what i mean like I, I like the way i look at it is doesn't matter if you're releasing music on the moon or on floppy disk like it, it's, <laughs> it's music at the end of the day uh-huh. yeah i got a comment the other day well on someone else's video i was working on something and someone someone commented and said way to lower your standards by working with doddy they spelled my name wrong and I was like, oh, I forget. And it had like four thumbs up. So for some reason it felt like people were getting up on me. And I was just like, of course, like outwardly from the public, you're just going to see, like if you don't watch any of my videos, you'll just see a YouTuber, like a ukulele YouTube musician. And it's like, oh, gross. Um, so yeah, I feel like people are quick to judge. And like definitely like industry wise, I think some like, I don't know, industry people are like, well, there's too many numbers. This is this is suspicious, and she's just a, <laughs> an because, influencer, you know? Do you know why that is? Because, like, the music industry has been, like, toying and tampering with numbers traditionally forever. Uh, uh-huh. Like, going, oh, back, going back to the days of people from music and uh, from record labels driving around the country in their car buying their own stock oh to get them to number that's one that's so interesting that's happened for record labels for years and years mm. I'm not saying it's happening now but I'm sure it's happening in some sort of capacity so when people say to you oh there's too many numbers you're like mm-hmm. well yeah this is all legit my friend mm-hmm. don't be jealous yeah don't be well jelly it's tough um, to have that kind of like stigma but I've I've like battled with it and sometimes I get really angry about it and then I'm also like well fuck it like this is how I'm here I should be proud of it and like sometimes I want to stray away from talking about it because I, I want to you know because it has this stigma I want to be like no I'm a musician and my music is on Spotify and I should never talk about YouTube but I'm like no I'm proud of it like I, I YouTube is a weird weird place now and it is it will be and it has been but I'm still like there's still pockets of 
greatness mm. in it. Why is it weird? What's what's going on? Oh my god! There's Please tell me. People shouting for attention all the time, like fucking clickbait, and like I don't know. There's I don't know. I just feel like people will make a video about. It. They'll do shit to themselves to make a video, but like not not a good one either. Yeah, yeah. You Did, know? Didn't that guy like cement his head into a microwave? Oh, for fuck's sake! I don't like, know who that what is. What are you doing? But I saw that Some guy bathed in bleach. It's like. What are you making? And it's tough because, like, I have friends that, like, do funny shit, but then they'll make something good. It's, like, almost yeah, yeah. like a, a film trailer. It's artistic. It's creative. But if you're not adding anything good into the world, then what is the point? Like, why are you... You just want attention. Oh, my God. I'm fully bitching. But oh, it, no. No, it, it's, it's, full, it's fully true. And that's why, like, people, like... That, that's why, like... I, and, like, I'm coming at this from a completely sort of neutral angle because I, I'm very, sort of, uh, afresh mm-hmm. to it. Like, but... When I saw I I was on my I was on my honeymoon right, uh-huh. and I saw that Jake Paul was fighting KSI <laughs> right. I barely knew who each of them were. I, of course, I knew who Jake Paul was because of all the controversy and all the rest mm. of it, right? But I saw that these guys were fighting, and I was like, "Well, why, why are they fighting?" Right? And I, like, you know, I, I didn't. I was on holiday, so I didn't have much else to do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I kind of looked up at it. I was like, "Oh right, okay. Oh, it's it's streaming now." Yeah. I fucking bought it and watched it. <gasps> Everyone did. And, Everyone did. But they got, okay, here's the thing. They here's got the bigger thing. numbers than the UFC, who have been going for like over 20 years. That is what they do. Like, you know, wow. every single month. They got humongous, like, humongous numbers. And like, yeah. I'm if not... I'm being honest about that topic, like, I do think promoting fighting it out is like fucked up. But I don't know. At least they did something. Like at least yeah, but, they and made it was, something. And it was massive. And it was massive. And they trained for it. Like that's working hard. Yeah, I kind of have to respect that. Both those guys were ripped. even though don't fucking like fight it out. Like I don't know. But the thing know. is, if they're if they're walking into a fight and they're like going right, well, I want to fight and you want to fight and everybody's gonna. And I'm sure like they they benefited fairly well financially from it as yeah, well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Could have um, done it for charity. Or, I don't know, I think my pretentious <laughs> head is like, why didn't you make something beautiful, like some art? But if this is what they made, then at least you yeah, made something. Yeah, but like that that was the first minute where I was just like, I was trying to explain it. And I was having trouble explaining it. I was like going, these guys just decided to do this on a whim, but they put full production into it. And they're doing it better than the guys who've yeah, been doing it for cool. forever. Yeah. <laughs> I was like oh the world is so weird what's happening there's probably some guy who promotes fights for a living right who just like has his head in his hands going I've tried my whole Fuck life everything. to get these numbers yeah I know <laughs> and these two guys who don't really normally fight got uh-huh. there yeah well that, that I don't know Like, I don't know why we got onto that sort of topic but, but like, I think it's funny when like people who are already like mainstreamy successful um, like then, like, I guess someone's recommended that they try doing YouTube videos. So they try and, like, kind of, not manipulate, but, like, force this authentic way of talking. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is so mean. Oh, my God, I'm such a bitch. But, um, like, who are the two stars from High School Musical? They're, like, basically... I definitely don't know that answer. Okay, so there's, like, this whole set with, like, a sofa yeah. and, like, a whole team. And they're, like, sitting next to each other and duetting, like, this song from High School Musical. And it's, like, it's dressed to look like a bedroom. It's, like, meant to... It's, like, so weirdly it's not a bedroom, manufactured yeah. to look like a chill hangout. And it's, like, you're not... I don't know. It's so weird how like authentic is becoming trendy, but you it, can't manufacture. Is there that. a lot of that? Is there a lot of uh, cynical people trying to use YouTube for their own means? Because you can't have a, a bo- <laughs> you can't have a booming industry. Yeah. Um, like like YouTube. I mean, like they take over the Excel Center every year, yeah. and there's like tens of thousands of people coming to it, mm-hmm. and there's that summertime uh, summer in the city. Summer in the city. Yeah. yeah. Um, like it's 
ob- and the numbers don't lie. It's obviously huge. That's the point where like the 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 big evil hand of corporation mm-hmm. comes in and starts going. I'm going to make this you work for us. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can get scary. Um. But I don't know. I think you just have to ignore all of that and like boil it down to. I mean, like think of where it started. People in their bedrooms just talking to cameras, and that's you know, take away all of the scary shit, and I think it can be a wholesome thing. So. I quite I quite like the idea of it. Like initially, like years ago when it really started booming, because mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like see the kids that are doing that now they're the kids that were a couple of years below us in school mm-hmm. that would have been bullied or, oh, that, yeah. or, or that would have like had there might have been like four or five of them like in the year and they might have all liked the same sort of things and they might have been like alternative and dressed in an mm-hmm. alternative way but I come from a very sort of country background everybody plays football and it's all sort of very sort of mm-hmm. like that school was very jockey so if you were into anything relatively nerdy you were kind of outcast and I was like this is incredible. Mm-hmm. The nerds are taking over. Yeah. And it was great. It's, it's it was a great. beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Um, uh, your music now, your track Human, I've been playing a lot and yeah, I, I really, thank I really you like so it. Much. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's, it's brilliant. And you it, said some really nice things on radio. I was like, oh, I was lying. It's so nice. It was all lies. It was all lies. Um, <laughs> but like, you're approaching music differently, not not the way you write it differently now, but like you're, it feels like you're moving into like a whole new sphere. Mm-hmm. It feels like, like two version two point or three point right oh, now. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. And what what way are you thinking about it now? Are you like going right? Okay, well, are you going to go down the traditional route and go? Well, let's do an album. Let's release oh, big singles. So Cause, hard. I yeah. mean, your EPs have already charted in the top forty. Like, there's like what what what's the next sort of bar think, or level? I yeah, guess? I think um, that different sound is coming from. I mean, I guess growing and like being inspired more, but also like working with different producers. Um, and I've been struggling a lot, um, like, recently and also just the past few years of, like, am I writing commercially? Like, am I writing, like, structured, easy, hooky songs, like, even pop songs? Or do I want to write, like, my kind of wishy-washy, sad, <laughs> so sad, um, like, songs that, like, um, are poetic and meaningful to me? And, like, I've been troubling with that so much. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like, what do I want? Um... And then it kind of clicked for me, like, a few months ago, maybe even a year ago. I was like, oh, I'll do both. Like, what? Yeah. What? Like, why am I picking? I like doing both. And also, there's a middle ground in between them as well, which I have been trying to do. I think human is the middle ground. You've done a lot of collaborations with, like, some cool people. Um, mm-hmm. Tessa Violet, Julia Nunes, um, Lauren Aquilina, I've played mm-hmm. her before, um, and uh, John Cozart. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to continue the sort of collab thing? Is that, Are you going to do more... Like releases, you're gonna do like proper sort of EP releases, album releases. You're gonna have people on your record. Um, yeah, I. And at what point do we get start getting the hip hop <laughs> features? <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a hip hop feature these days. Like, um, probably not that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see how my music taste um, uh, develop. Yeah, get changes. That was the word I was looking for. Um, yeah, I love collaborating with people. I think most of those people are like. I don't know. I was going to say YouTube, but they're not, are they? No, they expand. No, they definitely drop out of that. Yeah, anyway, I think um, making music with friends is like the most rewarding uh-huh. thing. It's so cool. It, um, lo- it looks it in the videos that you get, because they're quite recent videos that you've put up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it seems like you've got like a really strong squad of people around you. Mm-hmm. 
yeah i mean i'm i'm so lucky to be surrounded by creative people even like I, i don't know like and it's weird when industry people and like i don't know and even you are putting the pressure on yourself to do writing sessions um but every writing session i've had has been not great <laughs> i don't know it's just so weird to like force something in a day it just doesn't work for me i find the best way to write is maybe to write by yourself and then to bring it to the other people like other creative people who you respect and like hear their suggestions cuz i mean then you make something amazing i work with young artists on my record label and um one of the artists i suggest because i never really get them to, to go and do writing sessions normally the artists that we work with mm-hmm. will are, are good enough by themselves i don't really believe in writing sessions really to be honest but but like they, they can be great they can be they I can be great uh, but like we were just like deciding to, to try something new and <laughs> uh the person went in and two hours later i phoned up because i like going how was that or three hours whatever it was and he, he like he she um was just said to me i was like I didn't know I was going in for a fucking uh, psychiatry fucking thing. And I was like, what? Oh. What? what do you mean? They're like, we just spoke about who I am for two, three hours. <laughs> that's like, how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, right, that's okay. We'll yeah. never do that again. It is weird. It's weird. Right, let's jump back into these Twitter questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Wooly, at, well, hold on. I was going to say Wooly ass. Wooly ace. <laughs> that would be a sheep. Um, says, if you could collab with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'd love to work with... This isn't a very interesting answer. Well, I mean, it might be. I'd love to work with, like, an orchestra and, like... um, Or, like, a choir or something. And, like... It sounds like you're writing your musical right now. I know. <laughs> one day. Honestly, definitely. Um, But, yeah, I'd love to work with them. But I guess, okay, more like a person. Oh, I had a great answer to this the other day and then I've forgotten it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, gosh. Help. I don't know. Kurt Cobain. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Like, I mean, obviously the Beatles. Tell you what, writing yeah. sessions with the Beatles would be awesome. Done. Oh, Freddie Mercury. That would be freaking awesome. That would be, be class. Oh, so cool. I wouldn't be able to handle the party afterwards, but uh, I wouldn't mind going and watching oh, them play piano. Yeah. Um, Violet the Witch on Twitter cool. says, what do you think you'd be doing or where do you think you'd be in life if music hadn't have worked out? Um, I, oh, wow. Um, probably, well, the life I always thought I was going to live was go to uni and probably become a teacher because I couldn't even fathom never going to school again. And also I, um, I could, yeah, I'd like to be like a cool drama teacher who can like relate to all the kids and like still be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Where like long flowing guys. Yes. Yes, like I would absolutely channel oversized, my drama oversized spectacles. Yes, You'd always smell of coffee as well. Yes, and I'd have a scarf. Yeah, I'd have a scarf. Like I'd flip it around and be like, "All right, <laughs> no, okay, darlings." Yeah, in position. <laughs> and a three, two, one. And then I'd cast myself as the role because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moonchild says what on Twitter? It says what is the best and worst thing about touring? Oh, this is so great. Best thing is. I'll, I'll name a few. Best things are constantly being surrounded by people. I am such an extrovert in the fact that I need, like, people's energy around me all the time. Like, waking up and being with friends and then, like, going for breakfast with friends, searching with friends, playing, working with friends is, like, amazing. It's just, like, oh, it's just the best way to exist ever. Is the worst thing friends as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I guess. Worst thing is basically, like, camping for, like, 
a month. Yeah, and like yeah. obviously I'm like way more privileged than that because I get like, you know, they I will get a shower eventually. Mm-hmm. Um but like you're like you wake up on a bus and it's either freezing or, or boiling. You're very sweaty, everyone smells like sweat and like deodorant and like piss because of the fucking toilet is broken or whatever. And then like your shower is like you baby wipe your face and your armpits, deodorant, dry shampoo brush your teeth in a sink that sounds horrible to it's me it's fucking shit and like yeah. you go, you're like in the middle of the night when the bus is rocking and you're trying to sleep you're like oh, I need to pee do I go yes just go and you're like you like stumble through the bunks and like open the door and it's like this tiny bathroom and you're like trying to pee and not get pee on your leg because the bus is moving <laughs> it's the worst it's the worst oh god that's so loud sorry Becca Robertson says what's your biggest struggle with being a young woman and being in the music industry oh my god Good question. Um, and we could probably do a follower. God, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, think, you could do a follower, like not me. I think there is this kind of, I don't want to blame anyone or name any names, but I think sometimes when I put my foot down because I know what I like, it can come across as me being like a stroppy girl. Um, and that's hard. Do you but, know what I mean? But that, surely that's coming across confident. I think there's certain words around that that have neg- have really awful connotations mm-hmm. that only get used when describing women mm-hmm. like yeah. stroppy stroppy or bossy bitch like upset yeah. or like yeah I don't um, know patronised I think that those words don't have any place in modern lexicon when it's mm-hmm. when it comes to like describing I did I actually did my dissertation on the what was it the representation of women in the music media mm-hmm. so I like boiled down the semantics and the adjectives used to describe women and this was like about 10 years ago. And yeah, it was like equally as bad as yeah. you, you would imagine it to be. Yeah. And it's amazing to think that there are those words that only go with certain sexes. The thing is, I don't even know if anyone's really called that. I do get that sense. Maybe that's just me projecting. But I definitely think that I, it would be a lot easier to like th- navigate and like get what I need and what I want if I were a man. And I'd be listened to more. The thing is, without you, nobody else would be in that room because that's your music. Do you know what Sometimes I mean? Sometimes it's it's and I it think, doesn't feel that way. Yeah, but like you just have to remind yourself yeah. that sometimes. I wish I could remind everyone else that. Yeah, <laughs> well, you you should as well because like if they're, I mean, I'm gonna say it, and it's gonna be p- pretty like oh. it's not gonna go down too well. But essentially, they all work for you. Damn right, damn right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's whatever person that's working with you whether it's a studio or whatever if they're getting paid mm-hmm. off your dollar they work for you and, I do try and, and remind there's myself nothing, there's obviously n- I don't want to you know no it's a, it's a bit of a like a, yeah, I, I would never actually think, say you that you can't or, think like that all yeah. the time but like there is a certain level of going you know but not, when I'm, I'm being pushed back on it's it's, it's helpful uh, to like have that in my head I and be like no I can put my foot down yeah. I've, I've, I was raised by like um, three very strong women Oh yeah. In my life. Awesome. So I'm very sort of like, right. Women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I if I had ever referred to my mom, auntie, or sister as being bossy or anything like or stroppy, <sighs> I would have got my head kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um well, what else have we got here? Um he, yeah, actually here's a word that hasn't come up yet, which is uh, uh Emily has brought it up. How does uh, how do you deal with the stress of being an influencer on platforms like Instagram and Twitter, and does the possibility of a scandal from posting the wrong things oh. scare you? Oh, absolutely, it's terrifying. I think everyone on social media is so angry nowadays. Oh my god, tw- Twitter is so angry, it, so angry. If Twitter was about like, if Twitter was a time and place, it would have been like about 
five or six hundred years <laughs> yeah. ago and people would yeah. be like lighting their Fully. torches yeah. and we walk into your house Shouting. screaming yeah for sure yeah it's terrifying i'm so scared because i'm not perfect i've done shit and like i don't i don't know I, I don't know. Um, I think I just have to keep on promoting the idea that I am human. Like, that's why I, you know... Live a single? I don't know. But yeah, like, I fuck up, I mess up. I, I like, no one is perfect. Like, absolutely no one is perfect. Like, think of the most angelic, perfect person you could think of. They definitely have done shit in their life. I don't, I don't, I can't think of an example right now. Because no one is perfect. Um, but yeah, I just have to keep promoting that, so... Um, and then kind of sticking to my principles in, in terms of boundaries and what I'm sharing, mm-hmm. etc. And just, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's annoying that I had to like live through that so publicly, like being like in my early twenties, being depressed and everyone shouting yeah, yeah. at me being like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm mentally ill. And then like looking back on it from 23, I'm like, that's so unfair that people I, berated me for that. But I'd yeah. love somebody just to like do all my Twitter and Instagram and all the rest for me. I find mm-hmm. it, I find it mad stressful sometimes. Really? I'm like, oh God, I've got to post something up uh, but I don't want to. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how, I know. I think it comes Follow me at Philly Taggart on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram for belligerent posting. <laughs> I know. No one's going to want to follow you now. They're like, I just no, don't yeah, like you, it. No, you have to follow me because then... Um, I'll be able to get somebody else on. To <laughs> no, of course I love not. this. This podcast is great. Um, I that's it. Like that's there's lots more questions, but honestly, we'd be here. Like it's really warm in this room that we're <laughs> yeah, in at the minute. I have to pee so bad. I've you, just been like you've got your legs water. crossed, and you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, there's loads more questions. I'm sorry, we can get to them all. Mm-hmm. And the final question that I will ask you is, um, what advice would you give to somebody who's starting out in music or in the music industry right now and wants to like be a super cool? Um, don't, Artist. don't, I mean, okay. Don't do it. No. <laughs> um, okay. No, let me rephrase that. Listen to yourself. Mm. And if you have a gut, go with your gut. Definitely like be open to other people's advice. Um, but if you have a gut feeling, go with it and push back. Thank you very much to Dodie. Uh, thank you very much to her manager, Josh. For making that podcast happen it was a very fun and a very honest podcast to record thank you very much to chris um, the sound engineer and to jenny the producer and adam and barney and everybody involved um and yeah big up to dodie's fans who are listening and to everybody who has been here since the start as well uh if you are fresh to this then go follow me on twitter and instagram at philly taggart and next week we have hosier on the podcast that record was amazing he's such a really intuitively incredible dude such a good talker we spoke about civil rights we spoke about the housing crisis in ireland early blues music how he watched hard fi at oxford yet yeah, really and um and loads more um i hope you all have a great week see you next wednesday much love bye bye see you later slackers So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, 
source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 